Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we talk to Central Coast United streamer extraordinaire Les Hornery. We look at how we're shaping up for our first FFA Cup game of the season and discuss the Bolt situation. I'm Phil and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Les comes in later. How you doing guys? Hello. We're back. We're back. I don't know if it's good for to be better back or, or not. For worse, we yeah. are back. The off-season is very long. It's long and boring. We probably didn't really plan to come back this early as such. Well, it's been two months really. since Josh and I sat in here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pity party, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fun. <laughs> so thrilled I'd miss that one. Um, I do want to just question your fashion choice, Josh. It's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Can't you just start? The, can't you just start the podcast on something else? Josh is wearing a bright blue <laughs> Arsenal jacket with was it green? It's like it's slashes like a weird over green the and sleeves. A blue. Wait, is that recent? No, it's old. It's horrific. I, I I got it because it was cheap. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Jesus, it looks like one of those things that like an old lady would wear when you she could, walks really fast. Yeah, can you we could, start? You could buy over. that one in any other size. Can we start this no over? Because no one gives an absolute flying fuck no, about no, what I'm wearing. Horrible. No, I'm in charge, yes. and I hate Arsenal, and that's staying in. Just speaking <sighs> of ugly kits, have you seen Spurs' new kit? Does not fit. Well, if we're gonna shit on Arsenal's, my, <laughs> well, my fashion choice, but Arsenal's fashion choice, we have to talk about that Spurs kit. It, it is, is dreadful. Horrible. I look. I buy every Spurs kit. How about that Perth kit though? That's I'm, as I'm bad. I'm still going to get oh, the bus driver kit. The tracky dax. They look yeah. like cut off tracky dax for the shorts. Looks like something you wear to school, but like you get to wear whatever football shirt you want, but you still need to wear school socks and school pants. Mm. It was horrendous. really didn't help that in the photo, Kilkenny had his shirt tucked in yeah. like full <laughs> Matt Mackay. It doesn't Matt does McKay. not suit. Yeah. Uh, it's bus driver mode. Anyway. Um, where do we start? <coughs> donations. <laughs> we can start with donations. Okay. Our plea for money. Start on something kind of half positive, I feel like. Don't start on my fashion choices, all right? No, it's good. <laughs> um, when we first, when we switched to Coast Football Ramble, we um, did a, uh, a GoFundMe. That was to get some base gear. Um, this year, we're going to look at uh, sort of expanding what we do. I know we've talked about it before, but now we kind of want to push ahead with it and try and do it we i'm tired of money um <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest Make, that makes three of us <laughs> um and so with, a, ba- with you, a baby yeah, coming it probably uh, yeah well explains thanks it. for letting that one out of the bag josh mate to it. they're gonna see the kid eventually yeah right? <laughs> I, I got a baby coming in about four five weeks someone's gonna notice so well i'll put it up online but <laughs> anyway uh yeah so look you know, i'm gonna have a little boy Coming. Congratulations. Thank Congrats. you. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so what you can do when you renew membership with the club, you there's a little section there where you can donate money to us as well as some other things, but don't worry about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't do it online, call up. If they don't ask you, tell them that you want to donate money. Um, otherwise, just get in contact with us on Facebook and we can... Send you some details somewhere you can send some money. Do we so want to help us out? Do we want to go into our idea? Yeah, you can talk about it if you want. If you want to um, donate, make sure it's on Wednesday when I'm in the office and I'll sort you out yes. because you get to donate we to an actual podcast. Club Stooge. Club Stooge is here. Let's get to that later, definitely. <laughs> um, but we, our idea is that for away games, um, as in interstate away games. Uh, not every game. Not every game. Um, especially not Perth at 
midnight or whatever. But I mean, we don't normally do too much. It's normally just go to the pub and watch it with a few people and then get sad and sort of annoyed when we lose. Um, but our thinking is that we want to do some sort of a live stream with video and or audio. It's looking like maybe we might have to go video, but we'll see how we go. Um, of us watching the game, doing sort of stupid commentary. It's almost, it's basically like like doing a podcast while we're watching the game. And so you don't have to listen to Fox's Really bad commentators exactly. as well. You don't have to listen to Fox. Um, you know, it's sort of just just an alternative that's obviously going to be quite one-eyed. Um, but that's sort of half the fun of it. So, I mean, we can sit here and watch the game and you can watch us. Make sure you've got the game on so you know what's going on. Yes. So it doesn't look like us madmen just rambling on about something. Exactly. Or e- even if you don't have um, Foxtel, you can just watch us watch the game. At least if you've got some sort of a commentary. Um, it's just It's just a bit of stupid sort of... I think Ruin Idea. HG. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. You know, we might have a beer or two um, while we're or doing ten. it. Um, and, you know, we can watch us, watch us, basically. So mm. that's our idea. Um, we Hopefully, and we get need, it we need up gear and running. to do it. Yeah. Apologies for the for the bad heads, but that's what we yeah. look like and have to deal with it. Get me hair done. And you can definitely not wear that when we're, while we're doing I'm it. I'm going to wear it now. You just are to not piss you allowed off. to wear that. No, we should wear the worst kits we can find. Okay. That thing right or there. Or we could go wearing. suits up top and then just boardies down below. <laughs> boardies <laughs> and <weird>. thongs. <laughs> or we could go cheap suits. They'd look excellent. Yes. Or shoulder pads and everything. Business up top. Yeah. And then a party down below. And put numbers <laughs> on the back or something stupid. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's Josh. a bit of fun, so we'll see how we go. Um... You want to tell us what you've been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. What have you been up to? Well, I've been working. I hear you've been working too. Yeah, I have been. On good wages? On weekends though. <laughs> what about you? What about midday work? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, just, just spill the beans. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to do it. Oh, I've got a chance to intern at the club, which is pretty good. Um, doing it one day a week at the at the moment. Started off on two, but... You know, it's a good experience, some, something to put on the resume, so it's going all right. Making some, making some good phone get calls some to disgruntled members there. <laughs> yeah, that was, it's been interesting calling up some people and seeing what they think. And um, Seriously, but have, have, have you got, like, a few people say, like, I'm not renewing or, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, the initial phase during the, um, during the early bird stuff, we had a few people that were saying, I'm not renewing until we sign somebody. And it's like, well, fair enough then. I'm not in charge of that, but cool. Yeah, so well, I mean, like yeah, you can't really blame them, can you? I sort of understand where people that work at the club come from when they have said, like, when they get people saying, well, h- hurry up and sign someone. It's like, well, that's not our job. we yeah. got to, you know, that's someone else's like place to do all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, most of it, that's a small minority, though. All of it has been, probably, I'd say probably 95% of it has been pretty good and people have been fine on the phone, but... As usual, with a lot of things in life at the moment, there's just that small 1% that don't want to um, play by the rules, I guess, or don't want to be nice, but that's all right. It's been okay. Do you know rough numbers? Where For are memberships. Mm. Um, the last time I heard, which was a, for a couple, would have been last, no, would have been last week, it was 2,200 so far. So what have we got? Mm, two and a bit months? Two and October. A half months? Yeah, yeah, so 
Two and a half months. Oh no, mm. it's three months because the season doesn't start season until the twenty first. Late, late October. Twenty first of October is our game. Yeah. So, so we got three start months. on the nineteenth of October. Yeah. So it's still three. What's that? What pretty, is it? Yeah, pretty three, three months, months. Three months away. Yeah. So we still got plenty of time. But um, I'm thinking yeah. it'll probably hit maybe if we get a good signing or two. I think it might go up to maybe four thousand by kickoff of round one. Or maybe this first home game, yeah, four thousand, but probably maybe more. I'm not sure. Look, I mean, after, I mean, we don't need to go right into it because we probably did all last year. But after all the crap, I mean, I'll be very shocked if we get four and a half by the time the season starts. Yeah, and it's, it's hard. It's all on. It's hard to blame people. It's all on a signing, unless we have some massive signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the one that's being touted at the moment is not going to do it. I'll get on to it later. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we've got a club stooge in the ranks, so. <laughs> Don't watch your mouth. Yeah, it doesn't go for everyone, but um, just don't listen to anything Josh has to say. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to say anything because well, stop defending the club, Josh. <laughs> Not defending. Shit. Uh, so we've got Moro. We can take the piss out of Moro whenever we want about being Vody and now your stooge. It's, it's all. It's all me because Aaron is not here. They just turn their attention and start poking shit at me. So that's that's why that I want. Aaron, that's why I want Aaron here because he's the one that takes the brunt <laughs> of the force almost every week when we do the pod. Uh, one last thing on the donations. Um, thank you to Wombat. Um, we only just saw your message, so I will be in contact about getting that donation from you. And um, thank you to everyone that has already donated or uh, is going to donate. We really do appreciate it. We're trying and deliver, you know, a decent product for you. The Yellow Army donations are pretty good too because that helps out as well. And the podcast, of course. No, yeah, the, the separate entities. I just want to make yeah. that clear. Yeah, separate but still good. Yeah. Right. Um, FFA have announced that they're going to allow um, player loans under the age of, is it 20? 23. 23. 23. Between A-League clubs. They have to be Australian. Um, this has been coming for what, twelve years? Oh, it's about time. <laughs> Since the start of the league, it yeah. should it should have been in from the start, really. I think, or maybe a couple of seasons in, but it's taken their time. And it looks like the rule is that you can't play against the parent club, which I think is a good rule. That's a standard rule. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. standard rule places. in world football, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it'll make it easier for clubs to sign up players for longer. Um, mm. Like general uh, Good prospects For talent mm. If A young player Doesn't feel like um, Well you look at The Trent situation Where he had the, the The clause in his contract To let him leave If there's a Change in management um, Was that all yeah. true? Because that just seems So strange It seems oh, I'd, I'd Well The reason why A couple of players stayed Is because of Ocon Okay so yeah. if you're putting your football career in the hands of a coach and then that coach leaves, you're stuck, aren't you? Yeah. So I can understand them putting that clause in. This sort of opens up the door for getting rid of those and um, maybe putting in a clause that might say, you know, you don't have to necessarily release me from a contract, but you can loan me out mm. instead. Well, this is this is good for, I mean, someone like an Adam Berry who has been here for, what, two and a half years now or something like that and he signed like a three-year extension probably a season and a half ago or something. And how many games has he played? A handful. A mm. handful. Hardly any. He's hardly seen any game time. Um, he did come on. He started for the academy 
a couple of weeks ago. It was the first time I've actually seen him play a proper game of football for a long time. But now that this rule is in, that gives somebody like him to get an, get an experience elsewhere where he might be able to get a little bit of game time. I mean, and, you know, obviously you would you would probably more see young guys from, say, like a Sydney FC, like a top club, get loaned out to a club, unfortunately, like us at the moment, who is down towards the bottom because that's what's probably more likely going to happen. You're not going to see an Adam Berry get loaned out to Sydney and then get all these, all these sort of minutes under his belt. It's, it's like it's, it won't work that way. But so it's hard in that sense for us at the moment. As far as money goes, um, I don't know if the, the the club would just take over his wages or they would pay you a fee or whatever. But obviously, it's going to be case per by case um, as it comes. So yeah. Anyway, on to questions. Um, thoughts on no games before the FFA Cup, while most other sides have multiple games to prepare. Not good. Are we hiding? What we lack. Mm, I feel like we are. I feel like we are. I mean, we we heard before that there was an intra-club game of sorts and getting the structures and all that sort of thing right uh, at Plume tonight, which is today's Tuesday. Little um, Birdie told us that. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean much. I mean, that's the squad that we have, which is not many. Depleted. And uh, the a few of the academy boys going down there to help out. So it's not... To me, it's not really good enough. It's not. It's not going to help us prepare for Adelaide next week, um, who have already played a few games. Um, not, you know, and looks to have nothing made of a lot of well, not a lot, but a few pretty good signings in good areas. So yeah, I mean and I mean, I I know for a fact that Mulvey has said uh, that he's not going to be taking the FFA Cup very seriously. Really? Which, t- to be honest, annoys me. Because it's a new competition and if the competition is going to get any respect, the A-League clubs need to respect it first. Because, I mean, it's it's clear that every other club that enters the competition, like all these NPL clubs that make it to the last round of 32, treat that thing almost like it's life or death. And that's the way the A-League clubs need to treat it. I know it comes at a bad time. It comes in the off-season. But, but you need to treat it like these are proper warm-up games and especially when you're going to be playing A-League opposition. I mean, that's a nightmare. We've been embarrassed to the say, last two years. To say not to take a actual competition not seriously is yeah. strange to well, me. Well, it's the thing to say when you're expecting a loss, isn't it? It is. And not, yeah. not getting ready for the game, you can use that as an excuse, can't you, afterwards? Yeah, yeah because, I mean, it's it's a legit competition. It's not just a pre-season game. But, well, it was last but, year. I know. According but, to someone. But you should treat he it was useless. as a proper game, not just a pre-season game. It, it, it helps you for the league season. And, I mean, the further you go in the competition, the more games you're going, you will play before the season starts. So how does that not help? Mm. How does that not help? And especially when you're trying to develop and get almost what is essentially half a new squad to gel together and to play at a level that you'll be playing during the season. You want to be taking these games very seriously, I think, and it's just it's it just it grinds my gears. So the, the only games to hear that. the only games we've got announced is the FFA Cup game, 
and then playing the Jets in Maitland in late August. So that's what, two competitive games in three and a half weeks, mm. which seems a bit Look, I think there's going to be less. more announced yeah. after the FFA Cup, yeah, which yeah, is next yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, so imagine that, yeah. But... Um, they probably... Oh, yeah. What was it last season? There was a couple... There was one away to victory that we actually won. Mm. Uh, we City... We Sydney blighted Alliance. Yeah. That was a draw. You know, we looked quite good last preseason, but yeah. on, on paper last year, you you would say, yeah, we're probably top six, bottom of the top six, obviously, like probably six. Six um, or seventh, yeah. On paper this year, we'll be lucky to finish ninth. Such a positive podcast to start the season. <laughs> well. But it's true. Honestly. Like, it's 100% true, though. I mean, what 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 will our starting lineup be next week against Adelaide? What do you think? Well, Bolt will be up front, won't he? <laughs> That's later. Let me let's rant about that later. <sighs> I don't know, man. Matty Simon up front. Yeah. Camero. Um, I can, I can see his pregame chat. Just go out and have some fun, guys. Payne yeah. and Payne and Hull on the wings. Tom in midfield. Pierce, who if, starts in goalkeeper? If Tom's Kennedy recovered from his yeah. injury, which you would assume he is. McGlinchey would be in there somewhere, probably. Kennedy or Pierce, who starts? Uh, Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, see what I mean? This is this hard. It's hard. I hope nobody was tuning in, hoping, hoping for a yeah, very positive podcast. But that's how we feel. That's how we feel. I mean, like you said... Before the season started last year, or last season rather, we all looked at that squad on paper and went, you know what, if it gets coached right, which it obviously didn't in the end, but if it does, that's sh- it should be a top six squad. Well, we had two decent Dutch players come in. We had um, Barrow in the back with Golik. We had mm. a decent pairing there. We had a Spanish striker who yeah. was a shit signing from a rubbish coach that yeah. should have never happened. Um, if we got another striker instead of Azrabal, then, yeah, you know, with a decent coach, we could have got top six. Mm. The, the, the thing year, that killed us, the thing that killed us though last season was injuries. Because if we had our first Josh, Josh. No, strongest no, 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 starting no, no. 11 on the on the pitch at the time, when we started the season, it was okay. Mm. But we lost our first we, game. When we had the injuries, that's but what no. killed it. I mean, injuries definitely didn't help, but I think it's a little bit of a cop-out. Possession for possession sake doesn't bit. make sense. If you're going to play the ball around, you're going to need to move it around quicker. We were way too slow. Yeah. If we're going to play yeah. passing football, hold on to it. You need to move it fast. We were too slow and we were ineffective. Well, we don't know Mulvey's style. We don't know Mulvey's structure no. yet because we haven't seen him play. So no, they worked us out. It's so going to be. Well, the, the thing that Mulvey will do... He a team will, of battlers. He will set us up to win, no matter the style. Whereas... With Ocon, he had a style to and not he lose. stuck to it. Yeah. And it Do was plan A better. Basically, it was whether we won or f- whether we lost. So I think with those injuries, if he had have been able to adapt to a style that was going to be that was going to suit more the players that we did have on the park, yeah, we would have been slightly better off. But I think that's where we will be 
maybe a little bit better off this season, but we, we don't have the quality in the squad that we did last season. Uh, the reason why we're talking about last season, not this season, is because we haven't seen any games. We haven't we haven't seen anyone play <coughs> for us. We don't know what Moldy's going to play like. No, so, we're, I mean, we're purely going off on paper, which is complete speculation, but it doesn't fill anyone with any real confidence. I mean, everybody you talk to is not the least bit excited about the season coming up with what we have at the moment. What formation do we play? Good question. Do we have Don't enough know. players no to idea. do a formation? Do we no stick idea. with we do we stick with the four two three one or would he do do we do a four four two with Simon and Gamir up front? I guess we look at how Brisbane played when he was up there. He might follow that same setup. That was Andrew's but squad though. Exactly, I was about to say. Like he had success with a squad that had one and with someone else's squad. And then he didn't do too well with them later on, did he? So that's why, yeah. Was what was he sacked like six games into the next season? Mm. I mean, I, I, I think he did get a bit stitched up in Brisbane. Yeah. Um. I think he's. I think he's what we need at the moment because he is a very adaptive. I think he was the best coach. coach. He was the best coach available at the time when we needed someone yeah. to come in. But like we've said a thousand times, the main issue is he can only work with what he has. And oh, I'm sure he'd do a good job if he had the money to spend oh, on sure. decent players. I'm sure. Um, but, but getting Clisby and Simon back doesn't enthrall me. No. And when you look at that, when you look at all the players we have now, you go, where are we spending the money? Because you look at that squad and it's almost like two-thirds of them would have to be on almost minimum wage or less than 100000 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, where are we going to make up the cap space? We have to be... There has to be some... Decent signings on the horizon because I mean we we looked it up the other day that um, apparently Cisse, who's come from obviously come from Thailand, was on about four hundred and something thousand pounds in Thailand. Well, so that's obviously taken a a lot. You'd think it paid a pay, huge pay cut, pay cut, to a come huge here. pay cut to come here. So he, I think he would easily be our highest paid player at the moment. And he was someone who had played under Mulvey as well. Yeah. So that's probably why. That's one of the main reasons I think he's signed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's he's probably a highest paid, but then you go, where else so is the money being spent? I still think Who's we're saving. Play DM? I still think we're saving for, what was it? How many visa spots do we have left? Three? Two or three? No, well, you've got um, Lynchley. Tom. Cissé. Cissé. Tom. Uh, Tom, that's three. What, you get four, don't you? So we've got two left. One and one, don't Isn't you? it four plus one? That's no, one and one, isn't it? Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, McGlinchey would come under eight. Oh, no, would he be New Zealander? So it's outside of Asia. Doesn't New Zealand... New Zealand doesn't count as a visa, does it? He does. Yeah. It yeah. does? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this, I mean, see, and this is where... I mean, I don't understand bringing McGlinchey back. I just don't. I'm sorry. I think Mulvey, I get it. Mulvey was saying he wanted players that knew what the club was about and trying to get them back to where they were and what McGlinchey the club was and about and was here to come in i mean the McGlinchey way was that McGlinchey here at left. the height he was he was here at the height of this club the club has changed dramatically since he was here so and he, the way that he left he has no club, idea what the club's about the way now. that he left the club as well wasn't in very good well you can understand no. wanting to get away from phil moss <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd take someone to court to get away from phil moss definitely but, I mean, I didn't get it. He hasn't looked good the entire time he was at the Knicks. 
He well, to be fair, not many people do. Not many people do. No, but we've we've been worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my Barbarusis was rubbish at the Knicks. Yeah, Danny wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. It's I just I don't understand it, and I mean I think he he would probably probably be our second highest paid player at the moment, and I I think he'll play DM probably with Tom. Cesar, you talking about McGlinchey? McGlinchey, sorry, yeah. McGlinchey's not a DM. I know. But I think that's where you'll play and maybe Shabao at 10. So CC in the back with Golik. Yep. But Golik has to be fit though. Yep. And he, I I can't see Golik starting next week. I don't think he's ready. No, Surely not. Probably not. So then what happens there? You're going to have Jack Clisby at left back. <laughs> three at the back. You're going to go full Ange. Go full Ange. So you're going to have Jack Clisby at left back. Does Rouse go into centre back? Nah, beginning. Oh, Cissé and McGing at centre back. <laughs> Your face just then. <laughs> Cissé and McGing at centre back. Um, Rouse at right back. Mm. Speaking of right back, that's where we need. That's where we need a big signing. Yeah. Um, I would go Tom and McGlinchey at DM. Shabao at ten. Or you can swap that around. You can put McGlinchey at number ten, and then play someone else as a DM. Shabao as a DM. Mm. Not Shabao. Yeah. Blame is a 10 or nothing. Yeah. Um, Hull and Payne out wide. Simon. Simon up top. Or Gamero. Do you reckon, do you reckon we, start um, we start Gamero and then bring Simon off the bench? I'm not. That's probably look, if we win, done. I'll be over the moon with that oh, squad. Oh, look. Look. <laughs> to be I, I, I will sit here next time we record and say and eat humble pie. Definitely. If we... Pull off some sort of a massive win next week, and I'll sit here in six months and do the exact same thing if we are top four halfway through the season. But like we said before, we're going purely off on paper at the moment, and the reality is is that there's not a lot of well, there's one, but there's not a lot of other real proper rumours floating around about any decent signings coming our way, and I think that's the worst thing. When there's no rumours, that's when you need to worry. This is just the first question. I know. It's scary, isn't it? And I mean, like, when you're looking at it next week and you're going, well, do we play Simon or Gamero up front? The thing that concerns me is that we've got two strikers already signed and is there another striker coming when you've already got two? And you've already got two that, I mean... You could say that they're they're A League level, but they're probably not anymore. Gamero maybe because he's obviously had a nightmare with injuries. But yeah, you just need Gamero to stay fit. Gamero because I think Gamero's got potential. Well, yeah, he's had that. He's got he's had that potential tag for a little bit now. But I think he's, if he gets into some form and yeah. scores some goals, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean we've obviously taken a huge risk in signing him. I think like every club does at the moment because when you've done what you've done two ACLs and he's yeah. also, I think he's Three, also I think. I think he's also I think he's done two ACLs in his ankle. Ligaments, I think. So, I mean, that's just an absolute nightmare run. Who is it that's done two on their left, one on their right? I think it's him. It's not him. That it's was Gamero. I think it's him. Yeah, he's yeah. done three, I think. Three ACLs. Um, so, I mean, we've obviously taken a huge risk, but but if it works, it'll be awesome. But it's too much unproven going on at the moment. And then you, and then you, then you look at Matty Simon and you go, I get the romance of it. But I don't. What? I get the romance <laughs> of it, but what about the footballing side of it? We're 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 past looking at the romance 
side of things here at the moment with where we are. It's way too important to not get this season well, it right. It looks like we're building for a, a worker, working <laughs> side. A team you know that's I mean? not going to fold when it's down sort of thing. Yeah, it's going to be no. a hard-working, hard-slogging, not very pretty-to-watch type yeah. football. That's what I yeah. feel like is going to happen. 100%. I think that's what Mulvey said. Mulvey's actually come out and said that's what mm. it's going to be like. Well, that's what he's aiming to do. So it's been long diagonal balls? We can only hope. Those are my favourite. <laughs> Love a good switch ball. But I mean, like I said, in six months' time, if that works, if we're playing boring as batshit football... You take a 1-0 win any day of the week, of course. no matter how it comes. Of course. After the last four years, I'll take anything. I'll take anything to not have a repeat. Yeah, well, the last four years, we'll, we played like shit and lost. Yeah, but the issue was that we tried to play sometimes not like shit and we just didn't have the players there to do it. Anyway... So, um, positive, positive, positive. We're so positive. Uh, will it be live streamed, Mick? Um, as we mentioned earlier, maybe. Maybe we'll live stream one day. And then you can legitimately ask that question. Not next week, though. That's way too soon. No. <laughs> um, Josh answered current number of members. <coughs> Thanks for that, Josh. Uh, will the brass band returning? I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> um are we talking about that one? Yeah, we've got a couple of questions about that. We've got another FFA question. Thank you for all the questions. We appreciate them. Give us some content. Um, yeah, we've got Jets up at Maitland. That's going to be an interesting game. I'm not going to Maitland. Why? You can have that. What's wrong with Maitland? Because it's not orange. Nuke. <laughs> <laughs> I had my heart set on orange. It's not orange or This mudgy. is probably the Jets <laughs> three home years game, ago. not ours. Three years ago. Was it three years ago? Orange? I think so. Oh, yeah, orange that away. was that was th- that was the most fun away trip ever. That was super fun. Because it was a preseason game. The pub there we had cheap food and drinks. Yep. Had a really good night the Saturday night. Went to a weird nightclub upstairs. I remember Orange in twenty eleven. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I think isn't aren't, aren't we playing the Wanderers? Isn't that the rumor? Because the Wanderers have got that game in Mudgy or Orange. Yeah, Mudgy. And I think we might be the ones playing them. In Orange. Mm. Oh my god, please. Yeah, I don't, I'm good. not sure if that's confirmed yet, but I think. The super intern wants orange. Get it done. <laughs> Point question. Uh, can we get a refund on our membership? Mole would be sacked by January. Who said that? <laughs> Have a guess. The, positive, the positivity is, uh, is, is rife with that one. Was it Thurbs? Um, you'd have to talk to Dan about getting your membership back. I don't know, mate. No, you can talk to Josh. He'll sort it yeah, out. Yeah, talk to Josh. I'll sort it out. I'll get, I'll get you another membership, mate. Right. The last question. There's about three or four people have asked this. All right, let's get into it. Um, De Silva. Hmm. Didn't bother showing up to training. So he was given an extra few days off. We decided to... Uh, and he had a few annual leave days built up, right? Yep. So nothing, nothing sus. I don't know. I can probably say this, that we stopped paying him when he stopped showing up to work. Which is more than Isn't fair. that public or is it not? I don't know. I don't know. It is okay. now. Well, now it is. Um, <laughs> well, even let's go w- back sort of one further than that. I mean, we know for a fact that he wasn't injured. Oh, for yeah. Well, yeah. That we last game of the season. We said that on the pod. <laughs> did we? Okay, yeah. good. He definitely wasn't injured. I mean, that's just complete shittery. He just did not want to play that last game of the season. Yep. So, I we mean, called out Glover as well for that. I don't know if you're here for that pod. I don't think so. 
Yeah, you must have been. Anyway, yeah, De Silva wasn't injured, didn't bother playing, didn't want to. Yeah, wasn't so interested. What so. does that What does that say about his attitude? I mean, that to me, that is as bad as the ones that were on the pitch laughing about it at full time. Yeah, which are all the ones that aren't here now. So, but it, it troubles me that no one from the club. Well, why wasn't this dealt with sooner? Like, if it was clear to see that he wasn't injured, why wasn't it dealt with? Before he was due to come back to training, why not get this stuff all sorted before you meant to have a team together? Yeah, I agree. As in, a couple of weeks after the season, go, what are you doing? And will you come and train when the season well, starts? Well, even before the season was finished, it was quite obvious that he wasn't injured. Yeah. Even if he's saying so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, I agree with that. It probably should have been dealt with earlier, not its first day of pre season, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm caught in I'm caught in two minds <coughs> about this because I hate the fact that in the A League this is a constant thing where players spit the dummy and then they always get their way and squirm out of a contract or they ring up the PFA and then they come knocking on the club's door and saying, You're being mean to little Johnny, you have to let him go and that drives me nuts. So I'm I'm happy that we're standing our ground in that sense. And obviously Charlesworth has come out and said he's happy to pay him to basically sit on the bench for the whole season until he either decides to play or someone's going to pay for him, which isn't going to happen in Australia. It's going to have to come from overseas. <clears throat> but on the other side of it, I don't want him here if that's going to be his attitude and I don't want to waste that sort of money on him when that money can be spent being helped to improve the squad, which, like we just spoke about, is much needed. Maybe we won't need to pay him if, you know, this new FFA loaning system comes in. Mm. Someone else can take up his wages. Yes, someone else can take up his wages and his attitude. I mean, why it's been played out pretty publicly. I mean, surely he's doing more damage to his own brand than anything else with the way that he's gone about it. I mean, we've heard a couple of things like his little brother has <laughs> come into training to collect his stuff instead of him coming to do it. And he's, his, his little brother's playing for our under-20s academy side and De Silva's been there just about every week to watch him. So he's still on the coast. So it's not like he's gone elsewhere. There was almost a move to City that sort of fell through at the last minute. And I think there was a move to Sydney that also sort of didn't really get going. Um, so, like I said, I'm caught in two minds about it. I don't want him here, but I feel like he should see out his contract that he signed. Right. Um, let's go through the signings quickly. Um, Gauchi, two-year scholarship from MPL South Australia. I have no idea what he looks like. Sort of came out of nowhere, um, didn't it, this guy? Yeah, I mean, from all reports, he's pretty highly regarded. And he's only 17. He's in year 12 right now. So he's still... Doing his schooling, obviously, while training, basically full-time with us. So, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, in the keeping department, you've got obviously got Adam Pearce, who has gone okay in the academy season. He's made a few mistakes. There's a few things that worry me. He needs to work on his uh, temperament. Yeah. And his communication with the rest of the squad. Yeah. I mean, his shot-stopping ability is pretty good. And... To, to be fair, his distribution has improved a lot over the academy season as well. So, and I mean, obviously we've seen what 
Ben Kennedy can do. Um, and can't do. And can't do. Oh, this is so negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, I'm still well, burnt I mean, from it's, last It's year. just true. It's just true. Yeah. This is just how we feel. And I guarantee you it's how a lot of people listening will be feeling too. Right. Clisby from West Sydney. One year contract. Pretty much just a Rose replacement. A left back. Yeah. Just a straight spot. Fitter than Rose. A straight, yeah. Younger, fitter. Red-headed Rose. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not... It's okay. It's okay. You know, I the let out a massive sigh when I saw this news. The Wanderers, yeah, so did I, admittedly. But the <sighs> Wanderers, they weren't obviously weren't great last season. And this is the thing. we've The players that we've signed, we've signed them from either teams that didn't go okay or they've come from a decent team like Simon who hardly, hardly even played or... or Bloody hardly scored. Yeah. And that's what we need. Look, I'm, I'm happy for all these players. If they stand up and, you know, be yep. counted, then... I will eat humble pie on a live stream of an away game if we do well. What's humble pie? I know... I don't know. I know so I'm just going to have to buy any pie. any pie, I guess. All right. Well, I'll mic it just to make it. Okay. Right. Uh, Cissé, as we discussed, one-year contract. Well, he's one that can be played in the back line or, or as a DM. DM. Yeah, so... He's the, he's the Barrow replacement, really, yeah. in centre-back with Golic. So, I mean, that's a weird thing for me, the whole Barrow thing as well and how that all happened. I mean, I don't know. He, I, I, I assume he just got homesick. I assume that's sort of what it was. It just Possibly wages. Didn't want to cover his wages, maybe. It might have been wages as well. So, it just really, it just seems like a straight swap for Barrow. Um, I don't think, I don't think CSA is going to be as good on the ball as what, Barrow was, which is what's leading all us they need to, to do is lead. win the ball and yeah. pass it to someone who is good on the ball. Yeah, that's and all that's, they need to do. I know, but uh, that's where last season, if we had played the style that Ocon wanted, that's where you needed a good ball player. But that's like we said before, this is looking like a hard working, hard slog sort of a squad. Where so I don't think it really matters if he's not great on the ball. Well, Golic's distribution improved last year. Yeah, so definitely. I know. Uh, McGlinchey. Already discussed that. Mm. Uh, the wizard from Moiwi. The wizard from. Well, he's from East Gosford, but anyway. Um, the god of Gosford. I don't know. <coughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's just oh, I don't get it. How many goals did he score for Sydney over uh, two seasons? Not enough. Three. Shabao from the Jets. Shabao's an interesting one. I don't mind the Shabao one. He's a De Silva replacement, pretty much. Yeah, I don't mind the Shabao one. He's definitely got a lot of potential. He didn't play too many games last year for the Jets, but that's because he got injured him uh, in preseason. Aspro. That's going to be hard to make up a chant for him. Well, he can't play till January. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so he did his ACL and we've signed him and he can't play for half a season, apparently. Hopefully he's on minimum wage. Kekaris, we, uh, we roughly, well, you hear our chat with Les coming up. We chat about Kekaris. It's um, good to see someone progressing from the academy up. Yeah, it's this is this is what the academy's there for. It's what like Lockie Wales did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's just hope it works out a lot better than the whole Lockie Wales thing. But I mean, someone like a Kekaris, he plays out wide. He can play on both wings. Um, I mean, he's pretty decent with both of his feet as well, left or right. Um, he's got a lot of skill. A lot of skill. He and he's very quick as well. He loves to beat his man. Um, loves to use his speed. It's just that probably if I had one 
one criticism of him is just that end product. Just that just that falling a ball into the box. If he's out wide whipping in across or something like that. That's the one thing that I think um hopefully. Just needs to slow down and he'll be imp- yeah, sometimes take that extra half yeah, second. Yeah, sometimes just yeah. slow down and think about it a little bit more. Um and he'll be great. Right, last one. Bolt. <clears throat> Who wants to go first? <sighs> I'm a club stooge, remember? So, Luke, <laughs> it's over to you, mate. Nah, Josh, I want you to shit on Bolt in that jacket. <laughs> nah, ladies first. Right. So, Bolt is a sprinter who goes in straight lines. His peak fitness was, what, nine years ago? Um, Four, ten seconds. 2009. Nine, sorry, nine, six, eight, whatever it was. 2009 at, in Germany, he set the world record. 9.58. Right. So, <sighs> football is... Football pace is completely different. You know, you've got to not go on the straight lines, obviously. You've got a ball between your feet yeah. and you've got someone in front of you who wants to take that ball off you. Look, shirt-wise, we'll probably sell a heap of shirts. Do we make that much money on shirts? Probably not. We'll sell 10,000 shirts and make three cents. Well, it's still only a trial. Like, Well, he hasn't... Well, people it, need look, to if he's serious about playing football and wants a trial, then he should be over here starting his trial now. Yeah, but he's not. So was he just using it to get his name out and say, you know, I'm open for trials at any club. So I think a lot of this shit has come from Rallis getting yeah. getting his name out there. Yeah, I don't. Is it a is it just a marketing ploy? Are we seriously looking at getting a Jamaican sprinter to play up front for us or play on the wing? I mean, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't even know where to start with this, but. Yeah, the whole the whole Tony Rallis thing is kind of amusing because him and Ocon hated each other. Or he, he had a deep hate for Ocon, how how Ocon felt the other way, I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure it was mutual. And now that Ocon's gone, um I'm feel I'm pretty sure we signed players that are represented by Tony Rallis and he's the he's not Bolt's agent, but he's the go between between Bolt's agent and us. Yep. And Rallis is Rallis is not a great person from all accounts, from what I know, from a few personal things. He's no. not an upstanding character. No, let's put it that way. Um, but, I mean, the Bolt thing, to be blunt and to be short about it from me, is that one second spent on this, even just for a trial, is one second too long. With where we're at. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. We're... Coming off the back of the worst four years of the club's history, the worst year in the club's history, the worst match in the club's history against our biggest rivals that just absolutely put the season in a bin and we haven't really made any key signings and we're wasting time trying to set up a trial with a sprinter who has never played a game of football in his life. He has, just... Exhibition matches. Against Mo Farah. Yeah. Well, another if, sprinter. Look, if they're looking at putting... No, he's on a long distance run. Long distance, whatever. If he can sprint faster at, than me um, is the point. Putting bums on seats. Well, he's he's going to attract people for the first two, three games. It's a sugar hit. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a sugar hit and then they'll work out that he can't play and then they won't come back. They'll come to watch him run up and down the line probably without the ball. And that'll be the entertainment. And that's not what we're here for. Look, he's got the height of a striker that we need. 
we were saying that a four, like a while ago that we oh, need he's, someone that's he's big. He's the third striker. He's the third striker. It, it, he's big enough. It, like last year with Asdrubal, he was too short, not big enough, couldn't reach around the ball. Mm. But um, he's probably the right build. Just I don't know if he's he's not a footballer. No, nah, he's footballers. Just, I mean, there. from watching those from watching them those videos, I know it's a bloody charity game, so you can't. You know, it's hard to judge. I mean, he can play football. He's an okay footballer. He's not a professional footballer in a million years, ever. It's just not It's just not right. It's just, I mean, Mike Charlesworth has come out in the past and said that any publicity is good publicity. Well, I don't think it is. I mean, I know we made it onto the front page of the national newspaper and we made it... It's gone international. It but has. So, d- it's so gone did a sauce bottle getting tackled and so did the palm tree shirt. Yes, it's gone massively international, but it's made the club... Oh, you know, I want to go international for footballing reasons. Yeah, it's made the club look like a joke. It, it seriously has. In amongst the A-League, if, if you look just in the A-League and you look at the reaction from other fans, um, there's been a couple other of CEOs. things said. Kevin Musket yeah, said something the other day... and. This is this is this is the real difference, but because Melbourne Victory are trying to chase Honda, who would be an amazing signing, not for just Melbourne but for the league. And Musket said something in a um, in an interview like, "When we look at marquees, uh, we're looking at them for their footballing ability, not their marketing ability, or how well known they are, or anything like that." And I felt like that was a bit of a subtle dig at us because that's exactly what we're doing. We're not looking at this from a footballing perspective or how it's going to help us get out of a hole that we're in, the biggest hole that we've ever been in, and we're just doing it just to be like, hey, we're the Mariners down on the front page. It drives me nuts. It's made me... It's made me... You said the word disillusion before, and I'm very much heading down that road if we keep doing this. And we're not the only ones that feel this way. Go on, like, mate. A lot of people I speak to think it's a joke. Yeah. Are we a professional club or are we like a PR stunt or a marketing exercise for someone? Make a choice. Anyway. now's that time. Right. Well, I'm sorry if you're all hoping for a that was positive happy, happy, happy fun, joy, wasn't joy. <laughs> Glad I got that off my chest. Do you want to talk about the World Cup? Yeah. Now Josh can actually talk. <laughs> <laughs> France won. Croatia. Probably my team in the tournament, Croatia. I've wanted Croatia to win. I had a bit I of a soft spot for Croatia. I think the whole world wanted Croatia to win. Definitely. Definitely. France were crazy, though. They they barely got out of third gear until the final, and then they still won the final quite convincingly. Yeah, it's the type of football they played, though. They just sat back and then played on the counter. They didn't need yeah. to get out of first gear. Yeah. I don't get... I don't. I, it still feels like they didn't win because it feels like they didn't deserve it. But then you look at the results and they go, oh, well, yeah, they probably did. Yeah. That was, that was it's just good. it's strange, and like you say, like they just sort of sit back and just they let just executed at their game plan. It's yeah. tournament perfectly football. every yeah. single game. Tournament football. They just let bloody Kante get the ball, like he does every single time, and that's all they do. Then what they just player. put a counter on that. They use yeah. Mbappe. They use Kante Pogba. is the best DM in the world by far at the moment. Yeah, gun by a country such mile. a such a good player. And Modric was player of the tournament, deservedly so. He was mm. amazing. Croatia all going all the way to the final was I think a good ad good advertisement for the for the cup. Yeah. Football it, was never coming home. 
No. <laughs> I mean, everybody laughs at that, but I was kind of going for England. Yeah, so it was I, but they were yeah. never going to win it. No, and I mean, I think everybody sort of got a little bit carried away with the whole football is coming home thing. It started off as a memes. joke. And if you, you you know, you you obviously don't know any English people if you thought they were being for real. It was obviously all a bit of fun. Yeah, it was just a bit of, bit of a joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of rooting for England because I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like if they can do it, we can do it. For some weird reason, but I, I don't know why. That's that's a bit strange. I know it's very twisted logic, but that's just how I felt. Anyway, um, we'll chat about what about the ruse. We got to talk about the ruse. What about the ruse? We we're <laughs> do we really want to talk about them? Three we failed, rubbish. Three failed World Cups in a row. <laughs> I don't think we were rubbish. I think that's harsh. I think well, the the best part of the three okay. games was the second half against Denmark, where Cruz we totally dominated them. But then the, th- the third game against Peru was a disgrace. I don't know why... Disgrace? Oh, that's tough. I don't know why certain players... Well, why didn't Marvick get some players on that deserved to get on? Yeah. Is, there, is there politics? Was he an Ocon-style plan A sort of guy? Because he made the same subs in every game. Is yeah. that fair to say? Started the same yeah. Oh. Cruz was... <sighs> he Cruz should, he was should a never play again. Cruz, Cruz was a nightmare. I mean, he copped it left, right and centre. But I'm sorry, you're on the world's biggest stage and yeah. some of the performances were not good. I mean, he did do some things that were okay. but It was it nothing was personal. It's not personal against him. It's no, just his performance. It just wasn't just good. Too much of it was not up to scratch for a World Cup. I'm sorry. And when you saw what Arzani did when he came on in that first game and the impact that he had... In the second I game think, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he probably... He probably deserved to start the second game. I mean, he's probably not going to play ninety minutes because I don't think he's a ninety-minute player. No. Sort of like a Rogic. He, he's just well. See, he's probably way. more effective against um, tighter, tighter opponents. Yeah. And I get that logic. Yeah, but I mean, that means you got to put up with Robbie Cruz. What, what about what about all the Cahill stuff? Did Cahill deserve to play more minutes or not? No, no. of course not. What did he yeah. do in the last season? You of course not. What eight? He left, Eight appearances left Melbourne City, went to Millwall, got suspended for like three games three for doing something. Cards or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he did not deserve to get on the pitch. Someone who did deserve to get on the pitch was Jamie McLaren. That was 100%. dead set. Robbery. And Luongo. Robbery and Luongo. Neither of them played a minute, did they? No. no. That's, the, f- yeah. the fact that, that neither of them ridiculous. got on was my biggest thing with Bert. That was, I mean, I, th- I think for the, for the short time that he had, I think he did, I know when you obviously you look at the results and you go, well, that's not good, but I think... But they played the pre-games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I that's everyone, what I mean. was, everyone was going in thinking, oh, yeah, they, they're going to play in yeah. a single minute. I mean, I think what he did in such a short space of time was, you know, good. He probably earned a lot of money for it too, so he probably earned that, but... And now I we've mean, got Arnie. And now we've got Arnie. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other conversation, but... Asian Cup in UAE is going to be interesting. Mm. Um, Can they play the whole thing at two it? stadiums? I think really? that's what I saw. I looked it up, and I'm, I think there was only two stadiums they're playing out of. Jesus Christ! Really? I think so. I'll have to recheck that. I can't believe our Asian Cup win was four years ago. That's crazy. That's gone quick. It we was like just yesterday. Were you all there for that night? We were all yeah, there. We were yeah, all there. we were all there. Yeah, that was a good night. That was. Um, but I mean, I think we need to. We really need to reevaluate where we're at now. It I was a weird World Cup as, as well. Have we gone backwards since the Asian Cup? Should you? Yes. From 100%. winning the Asian Cup to coming last in the group? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The African champions weren't there. 
if we didn't qualify, the Asian champions wouldn't have been there. The South American champions weren't there. Italy and Holland being massive, massive. Yeah, so only only the European and um, North American were there. So it was weird. It was it was it was a it was a weird World Cup, but in a lot of good ways. It wasn't like it was boring or anything like that. Like no, no, some of the games in that. There was a lot of goals that were ninetieth minute. Oh, we got to see how VAR was good. Yes, the with good referees. Mm. Uh, it, it's why it doesn't work in Australia because we've got shit okay, referees. Okay, so was the France game, was it a penalty? <sighs> I think it was a total 50 50 and it's, it went France's yeah. way. Look, he did touch the ball, but. He got the man as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a pen. What about our pen for against Denmark? Pen. Yep. Yeah, on on and on first on um, first viewing, I was like, well, I can't, we got away with one there, but then on replay, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it was interesting. And anyway, then the Peru game just wasn't good. No, at all. no. Um, we're going to talk about our fixtures next podcast. I don't know whether that's going to be probably after their fake up. Um, see how we go. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah. Upcoming is the Les interview. How are you guys? Lovely. Good. Yeah, good, thanks. Let's leave the feeling because Aaron's got a migraine and excuses. Soft. To not come in. <laughs> he had today off as well, so I don't know why he's not bothered coming in. I don't think he actually works. Couldn't be bothered. Self-induced. Yep. First oh, yeah. podcast in two months and he still couldn't be bothered. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's good that I'm going to be taking his position each, each <laughs> podcast yeah. for the rest of the year. He's That's signing. great. Um, so Les is host of the second uh, most popular football podcast on the <laughs> coast, aren't you, mate? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, at the moment we are, but uh, we're moving up the ratings quickly. And uh, if you guys, catching us. if you guys don't pull your finger out, then we'll be. <laughs> no, no, I listened to this one, and this is this is the one that's obviously given me the inspiration down there. Oh, thank you. Thanks for yes. saying that. I got me, I got my inspiration from uh, BBC World Football phone in. Oh, nice. If you've ever listened to that, it's used to be quality top um, podcast, but. Um, Started slipping somewhat, unfortunately. At least we've inspired one person. That's all right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we inspired FCFC. I hope so. I think we did. The more podcasts, the better. They only did like two episodes, but it was still better than I us. I think we got up to four. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so, you want to tell us your relationship with Central Coast United? Yeah, okay. Well, what actually happened was um, I've had a long relationship with uh, Maddie and Hef, just uh, helping them out. We've uh, been filming a lot of their junior games, I provided them some film equipment and they just rang me up at the game when they were going to do it at the stadium, one of the Hurstville games. It was going to be a, um, a lead-in game to the Mariners at the Central Coast Stadium and, and Matt just rang me and said, do you want to film the game? Uh, it's not often we're going to play down there. So I said, yeah, fine, but my immediate reaction was we should stream this game because it's a beautiful surface and there's a lot of internet down there. and So it started with streaming that game and then, of course, we had Luke Byrne in doing the commentary on that game. It was quite a professional setup. We We got all the stuff together and, you know, we were scrambling in the background because we hadn't done it a lot, but the end user thought it was a, a good solution. And then a couple of weeks later, we did another one from Plume and Luke was unavailable. So I decided that I would jump on the mic and and call the game and I um, and I've done that ever ever since and we've been 
going now. We've got about four games left to go. But one of the differences I feel is I set out to not really be a commentator because I knew it wasn't going to be much good. You know, just calling ball by ball, play by play. Because I could, I realise that obviously people can see it. Mm. They don't need me to tell them what's going on. So because I've been on this 10-year project of engagement and I've created my own software, I did a lot of things all around this engagement space, I decided to put all of that to, to test and use it as a, an opportunity to engage with the viewers, the people that couldn't make the game, and work a scenario so we told the story of the day, what's happening, where, where are we, what are our surrounds, what are the people doing around us, and of course we talk about all of the comments that come in to the feed and we actually engage with those guys and as you might know if you're watching or listening that a lot of it's from overseas people, you know, friends and family of the players. So ultimately it was about an engagement more than calling the game mm. and I do have of course a couple of young callers that I try to bring on from time to time and that was another thing that I put together was to try and make sure I can give these young guys a, an opportunity because I've got a couple of guys that I think will have a career in calling games but of course they can't just rock up to Fox or Channel 10 or whatever and say give us a crack mm. so of course I'm teaching them I'm, I mean not teaching them I'm actually giving them an opportunity to do those at Kane Runge and Michael Glassick and I think that uh, together if I can get them together they play football and trying to get them down there together so that's how it started and that's what it grew into. So it's like the sports broadcasting version of community radio where you learn your yeah, ropes. well, that's exactly right. It's giving an opportunity to these young guys so that they can, A, see if they're any good and, two, see if they like it. Yeah. And um, and I'm quite happy for them to call the game and I just add the colour. And as you know, most of my stuff is just based on stories. <laughs> it's hardly to do with the football <laughs> at all. Well, it's good fun, but because, I mean, most of us in here love CCU and we've been to sort of just about most of the home games. Yeah. And I watch the streams when I'm at home when they play away so it's definitely helps I mean and it's really high quality as well yeah well one thing that I that struck me about the CCU setup right from the start is that those guys uh Maddie and Hef and the guys that started I don't know they've been on on here Matt was on here probably telling you about how it all started and what but from an outsider's point of view I can tell you the thing that struck me straight away is how professional they wanted to make the club mm. it wouldn't matter if they're going to go in play A-League or B League or State League, they didn't care. They just wanted to make it as professional as they could. So I walked in there and I I had all this media, I had all these the headshots of everybody, all nice PNGs, like just like you would go to Fox and you get all the packages of the players you get from the Fox um, studios. They all had all that done and they had the logo done by the professional that did the Nigerian kit for the World Cup. They just went from the very beginning and said, let's just make this as professional as we can so that A, it'll attract players and B, it'll attract fans. And then we don't really care what grade we play. We just wanted this as our... And that was a, a great step for those guys because they're both professional footballers. Mm. They've been in many clubs. They so know they, what it takes. They know yeah. what they like from all of those clubs. Yeah. So if this big thing that really started was... Do I want to come out of the academy 
and then go and play state league. And a lot of a lot of people, the kids that they they approached, including my son, said, "No, I want to stay in NPL one or two, and I want to whatever." But it wasn't about that for them. It was just about making it as professional as they could. And doing that, we needed to stream the games. Just mm. like there's no Fox down there, there's nobody going to do it, so we need to do it ourselves. And now we started a podcast. All the things that, that we should be doing on these semi-professional clubs, mm. I think, anyhow. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's good fun. So it was one of those scenarios where we travel... We, we sit with the crowd, we get the feedback from everybody. We don't want to sit in a media box away from everybody behind the glass mm. and we just simply tell the story. You want to be able to hear all the noises. and Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've enjoyed the CCU season more than I have the last three or four years of the Mariners. Amen. And I mean, <laughs> and that, that isn't really an easy thing to say, but it's just been good fun. I mean, going down to Plume, on the terrace... The, gra- beers, the graveyard. The graveyard are good fun. They're absolutely hammered by kickoff, but it's still good fun. <laughs> um, I mean, being able to watch the away games when a lot of the time with the academy, we can go there and watch the home games, but then they go away for three or four mm. weeks and then we don't know what's actually going on. But we're the, now, now with you doing all the streaming and working so hard for it, you can sort of follow the team for the entire season, almost like... You could follow the Mariners because yeah. you can go to the home games and you can watch it on Fox, but now we can watch it on Facebook. Well, we have a look uh, at the insights behind our Facebook page and we have a look at, you know, something like the FFA Cup game that we did against Hills Brumbies that had that had something like 19,000 uh, hits, um, 700 comments. Now, you look at... We look at uh, other other clubs all across Australia there's there's nobody getting those numbers there's especially so in the state league yeah well that, and that's the point where we didn't we didn't want to actually finish the sentence i know you just did then and that's perfect but that's what we didn't want to do is finish every sentence and say especially for the state league because mm. the guys just want to make it professional they don't care yeah. what league it is they just want to do that as the highest quality they can and the people will follow the people will follow that so and I thought myself, I never really considered that I would be behind the mic. I've been behind the camera. I'd just come off a stint of filming 455 games for the Mariners Academy. So I never really considered that I'd be behind the mic hmm. and I always try to get someone else to come in. But then I stepped into that role and I started to realise that I could do that as long as I didn't try and be somebody that I wasn't mm. start to talk about structures and football and you know I played a lot yeah. and I watched a lot of football but people don't really want my opinion on on how they should play because I mean I mean that's our ethos we just come in yeah. here and talk shit basically yeah because like, I mean a lot of people they they really don't enjoy the fox no I can't stand it they either talk complete crap and then they give their opinions or on what should be happening yeah that's or they what you just said should that what you don't want to yeah. do I yeah, mean, yeah or they try to speak about the game and then it's not that they've got no idea but it's just sometimes you want something a little bit different you just want something well, I think a, something a bit more real I think. I personally, they're usually yeah. either too obvious or get it wrong yeah, yeah. but the, the perfect scenario for me or in my mind it's quite clear and that is that you either commentate the game as a neutral 
And therefore, when you're commentating a game as a neutral, you don't care for the comments of what's happening because they just distract from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So your job is to come and commentate on the game as a neutral. What we're doing is something completely different. Mm. We are not neutral. We're owned by the club. So when we come and stream the game, we don't really, we don't bag the opposition. I don't talk n nasty of the opposition or whatever, but I don't spend any time trying to research their players and find out where they are and who they are and where they come from. I don't do any of that. Actually, I don't even do that for my own team. <laughs> but... So it's a it's a it's a not a neutral Small way. Kind of, of commentary. It's yeah. not a <laughs> neutral way of how to commentate a game. Yeah. So what we're doing is something completely different. There's that we what we're doing is providing a engagement component for our home team. Mm. So I could see one day where we could be sitting in the stands and beside us could be the opposition, the other team, commentators and we have a central feed. So we have one com one camera guy that follows the play. And the feed just comes down and gets split and you have two sets of commentators and one for one team, one for the other. And they're not commentating the game, but they're engaging with their own fans and doing, doing what their club is paying them to actually do. Mm. So I can see that because how many times have you watched a game on, on telly where it's either been live streamed or Fox or whatever and you've heard your name mentioned? It doesn't happen. No. You know, you're sitting there watching and they just say, oh, Les Hornery said this, you, it doesn't happen. So when people hear their own name through the commentary of the stream, they get a bit of a kick out of, hey, that's, that's me. Yeah. That's actually me that they just said. Yeah, it adds a bit of fun. Yeah, so yeah. it's one of those things where the more commentary that we, the more, I mean, comments that we get in a str stream, the better off it is for us because... I've got something to talk about. It shows that you care about what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. That their opinion matters as much as yours does. I actually, I, I saw something the other week, I think it was on Twitter, and it must have been somebody watching the live stream and then they criticised you for not knowing the names of the opposition players and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, is it not obvious that he's clearly going for CSU? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I and I saw, I saw that comment as well. And I, not and I just to be unbiased. I just basically <laughs> said it exactly the same. I, I'm... I'm here for the club. Mm. But I'm, I make a point, you know, of, of pointing out, you know, if they do something well, the opposition and stuff, that's fine. I, 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 I'm not there to bag them. But yeah. You're also doing a service to the opposing team, whether they realise that or not, because they're getting their players on show as well. So, I mean, that's also good for them. And I'm sure you wouldn't really worry about it if they said, hey, look, can we use this footage of X, Y, Z to put this thing together so we can go and give that to that club well we have had since i started that we've had many of the clubs that we play against contact us about we want to do this for our club how mm. do we go about it yeah. so i've i've fielded questions from about four or five clubs just in the state league because they see what we're doing and they don't really <clears throat> understand it till they get home and then they have a look on the facebook page and they go oh wow you mm. know that's actually happening that mustn't be that hard so it's um, we're trying to really, I suppose, bring that whole, you know, the the tide, you know, floats all boats. We want to try and bring that up so mm. everybody starts doing that. It could be nice on a Saturday to be able to just flick around all the different leagues all over the place and just as as consumer choice, just watch what what you want to just have a look a bit of look at Bonnie Rig having a go around, maybe looking at uh, Balmain in the state league, have mm. you know, look at the. It'd be great to do that, but of course. 
in Australia, we're so far behind with people, you know, providing this content. Yeah. It's either A-League or nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, my dad was flicking through the channels the other day at home and I just walked up. I was on Facebook, saw your feed and I'd recently just installed a Chromecast on the telly. So I just went, Dad, just sit there for a sec, bang, put her up on the telly and he was like, what are you doing? And then he realised it was United and he goes, oh, he just sat back and we watched the whole game. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, it was uh, those streaming services. I know I've got a fetch box and, you know, they, all those sort of boxes allow you to be able to stream it up. And that's why we try and, you know, grab it in 720 for those people that want to yeah. put it on a larger screen. It, it looks okay. Um, Facebook won't allow us to stream in 1080, so that's a problem for the big 4K televisions. But, mm. you know, that'll catch well, up. I've got a 55-inch TV, I think. It looks completely fine on it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it's must upscale or something. Anyway, probably. yeah. So the podcast, the live stream, all of that is really just trying to um, have a relay a particular message of professionalism for the club and uh, whatever grade they play in next year, whether they play in the same. Well, I mean, with the restructure of the NPL next year, it's going to be interesting to see how mm. they structure those um, those three NPL um, cl- uh, tiers. It's back to three, is it? No, it'll be it'll be two next year, I believe. <laughs> Changing it. It's three now, with a state league below it. So of course, Central Coast want to get into the NPL. Yeah. So when it's restructured, they they will actually be in the NPL. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, to how they restructure that. Um, it was only done, I think, two or three years ago. So it'll be, uh, and what they do with the NPL youth, whether they bring them back to their regions or you know, whatever it is, back to NPL 212 or mm. or whatever. I think, I don't know whether they're setting this up for the, the second tier for the the A-League. I'm not, you know, I'm not across any of that sort of stuff. You guys probably know more more than I do on that. Yeah, well, every time I look it up, it, it's changed. So I'm just going to wait till they've made a decision <laughs> and then I'll read it. <laughs> um, well, I know that you do a great service and the Academy's loss now is CSU's gain, that's for sure. So With United... When I go down there, I feel myself falling back in love with football because I kind of, this year and last year, I've sort of drifted away and just got, not disillusioned, but just, you know, nowhere near as interested. But when I go down there, I feel reconnected to the sport and reconnected to the football community on the coast. Well, if you indulge me, I'll, I'll tell you why that is. Go for it. And that is because... The two structures, you know, CCU and the Mariners Academy, are two different, completely different things. The, the Central Coast Mariners Academy are, and they've never shied away for, their job is to find that one, two, three players. That, that's their entire job. Yep. They have no, there's no other uh, underlying um, requirement there. They don't have to, you know, hope people have a great time or you know, whatever they have to do. Their job is to... To, to have those players coming through so that their first team coach can pick those guys. So when you're playing and, not, and also watching, you, you see down there at the Mariners, and I was there for you know nine years, is that it's a competition every week, not only against the opposition, but against the player that is beside you. Because you have to be or you would want to be the whole idea is to be that one or two or three players that they pick up at the end of the season so it's a very comp there's a competition everywhere there's competition with the parents 
you know, why does my kid get a go and your kid doesn't? And why did your kid get a go and my kid doesn't? You know, so there's, when you go to CCU, it's a club. You make first grade in CCU, there's no higher, you can't go any higher in that club. There's no, there's no next level beyond that unless you want to leave and go to something else. Mm. So the feeling that you have is a total feeling of a club atmosphere that everybody's basically bonded together to try and you know, achieve a common goal. And the common yeah. goal is to win football games and to win a championship, win trophies and make, make people happy at the end of the year. So when you make first grade there, Swato and, and, and Wood, Woody and Cade in the front line, they don't now have to compete against each other. They just have to play with each other. Mm. So the feeling comes across from the players out into the crowd. And that's why I think when you turn up to a CCU game, you feel, oh yeah, this is good, it feels good. There's a good atmosphere, the players are playing, and it's a club. And Central Coast, of course, used to have that maybe when McLaughlin was around in the old Lightning, the Central Coast United when it was around before. Uh, but of course they had to, that has to disappear if they want to go to the Central Coast Mariners Academy and, and, and do that. And I want to say, you know, congratulations to Peter Conqueros getting across, getting across that, that gap. You know, you spend a lot of years, you, you do a lot of training, you get to that point and you get picked up and now he's not playing each week in the, in the academy side and it must feel great for him. And, and, that's, and, you know, and that's exactly what that's set up to do. But it doesn't make the other players that didn't get picked up feel any better. Mm. They just think, well, I wish it was me. You know, let's let's get in and work hard and and let's you know see if we can get picked up. So it's the mentality of a feeder club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. you make first grade at the Central Coast Academy, there's still another level. Yeah. When you make first grade at the United Central Coast United, that's it. You're in the you're in the top, and that's part of the. Mm. So that's why I personally think it makes you feel that way. And then of course the engagement that we're doing around that helps because the Central Coast Mariners Academy they don't have any requirement for that engagement. That's not their job. Yeah. Their job is to, to find those players and, and develop the players that, you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I can guarantee you that most of normal Mariners supporters wouldn't know who Kekeras is if they don't go down to Academy yeah. or if they don't look at a team list or they would have probably never seen him play. No. And that's where... And that's been one of the, yeah. the issues with the what we call the rep squads over the last 10, 15 years is that the crowds haven't... The Central Coast crowd haven't really got behind the rep squad because in the early days it was all seen that they were taking the best players from clubs. So you had all your evokers and terrigals and head supporters for all of those teams. Mm. And then they take all the best players and put them into reps. So they're all just, no, I'm not going to go and watch reps because that doesn't sit well with me. I want to watch my club. So if you go to a... Central Coast Premier League one or Premier League uh, game, you'll have you know two or three hundred supporters there. Mm. You go to academy game and you, you have parents and, and and relatives come on. It's always been the same, so that's why I think CCU is is really filling that gap where people go. Well, I don't really want to follow a, an entrance or a Gosford or whatever. I'm not. I don't have allegiance to any of those clubs, but I'm happy to follow a Central Coast club. Yeah, and we get the best best players out of all of those, and we put them in, and uh, that's or the, why. Or 
for for whatever reason they do feel comfortable in doing both. Like they were there's obviously there's a lot of the Gosford boys that go and they, they even play for Premier League for Gosford, but mm. they'll be there at CSU oh, every yeah. single week. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's, so it's whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. And it's working because we're top of the league. So obviously yeah. something's working in the club championship as well. It looks like, you know, we're a pretty good chance to be promoted. So obviously there's a lot of things Don't that are going right. Jinx it, mate. <laughs> Jesus now Christ. Now you've said it. Yes, I said there's, there's a, a chance. There's a very nervous <laughs> a very nervous group of people, but you are right. A lot of people thought maybe we're just gonna be a walk in the park, you know, we're gonna go and play state league. But I think if you go to England and have a look at the championship, you go to any of those lower level games, they're great mm-hmm. games of football. Very, and the, there's players everywhere that can play. I've watched some players this year, not just in Central Coast United, but in other players that you think, how does that player not play somewhere else, mm. either in the A League or... You know, like, I've seen players that just absolute out-and-out champions playing down for, for any known reason. Maybe they work or they got injured or whatever it might be. So it's not... It wasn't just a walk in the park for these guys. When yeah. I went over to England, I went to a League One game and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. It I was a cheap ticket. That's, that's really what fun. United games feel like. They feel like a lower league um, English game. Mm. And I love that. I really do. Yeah, well, the fields are nice and close. You People, you know, ride up on against the... And, of course, they have to play on all sorts of dodgy pitches, mm. you know, mm. cow paddocks and stuff. But we did the FFA Cup games for them and they were really good, good fun. So... Um, yeah, we're not sure. We'll hopefully be able to get, you know, some finals football. Can't see them missing the finals here. I'm not sure what's going to happen to the club championship, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're set for some finals. So we'll be bringing you those streams. And unlike NPL 2 or the Mariners, we there might be a chance of getting a home final, which we haven't had for mm. nine years. Forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so be nice. it'd be interested to see. You know, we might get, if we finish... You know, one two or something. Whether we can get an actual home final, mm. and uh, that'll be that'll be big. I think the Central Coast uh, public will come out for finals football on the Central Coast. I haven't seen it here for years and years. I mean, I remember the day a few years ago we played in six grand finals in the one day mm. for the for the Mariners Academy, and we won five. I was down there doing all of the Twitter, you know, stuff, and um, there was hardly anybody there from the yeah. coast. They wouldn't, 99.8% of the people in Central Coast wouldn't even know that we're in the grand final. No, no way. But they will know if uh, Central Coast United make a a final, you know. They'll know it by the mess left at Plume after (laughs) we win. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you mentioned that you like to tell a story about the club and about the the game when you're commentating. Uh, Sometimes it turns into the story of your life. Can you tell us about your recent uh, Tinder well, basically, a lot of the times the stories that I tell are are just that. <laughs> I liked the one we were, you went up to Scone, didn't you? Horse Capital of Australia. Yeah, yeah. So Mark War set us up um, in a uh, in his equestrian T- shed. That, that that's a huge name drop. Yeah, yeah. You just, can't just, just name drop it. that and keep going. <laughs> yeah. How do you know Mark War? Well, I follow him like most people on Instagram. And I've watched him knock out a few hundreds over the years. Remember, I'm 55. <laughs> so I probably know him a lot better than you do. Yeah. Personally, he wouldn't have a clue who I was. And uh, the story about the Tinder date originated because Gosford Club were playing after the Central Coast United a few weeks back at Plume. Yeah. And there was yeah. a lot of pressure for us to actually stay and film that game and, and stream that game. And it's not that we didn't want to do it. It's just that Mike 
had another place to be. And I, of course, I'm single, divorced. I had nowhere to go. I'm, you know, I basically live down a plume, sleep down there. <laughs> so I thought just off the cuff, how's I going to get out of filming this game? So I just simply popped in into a message very nonchalantly that I had a Tinder date and I couldn't make uh, the game. So therefore, we didn't have to stream the game. We, we, we just packed up and I actually stayed and watched the game. I, if anybody watched me, I, was, I didn't, get, didn't leave. I watched the game. But then the story just grew and I had a lot of comments inside the CCU page, but I had probably two to, two to one comments outside of the CCU page asking me per, personally, how's it all going? So just the story embellished. I dropped a few names um, and... Um, at least to say that I'm still single and um, I still don't have a Tinder account, even though I have a nice Tinder profile photo ready to go. I don't have an account. And it was the same about going to Hooters last weekend. Um, Mike was very hungover for the stream and I thought there'd be a nice way to, to pay him back for you know coming all the way down the south coast would be go and shout him a meal at Hooters, uh, which didn't happen. We didn't get to Hooters. <laughs> so my father, well, I grew up in a farm in central New South Wales and I spent all of my young years um, around the shearing shed. So my father was a contract shearer and he would uh, follow the season from Queensland to Victoria. And on the school holidays, I roused about, I don't know if you know what a roused about is, but a roused about is somebody that... Um, handyman. Handyman, pens up the sheep picks up all the uh, loose bits of wool and of course a roustabout can get paid very well because what happens you pull up the little bits of wool that's left over and you bag them yourself and then you sell them and that's what the round uh, roustabout gets but of course I spent the first 12 15 years of my life in a place where where stories were the conversation where the whole conversation was a story and you never knew and I never knew as a kid what was true and what was not true. <laughs> so the, the whole part was you never let the truth get in the way no, of a good story. story. Yeah. So that's <laughs> how I've lived my life. You've 100% got me there. I thought it was legit. Well, I'm, I, you know, I hope, I hope none of... Because I was going to ask why your date had a long face. Because <laughs> yes. you said she didn't like... <laughs> why the long face? Um, and so I was channeling um, farmer wants a wife at that point <laughs> and I was channeling a square table with a check, checkered uh, tablecloth and all mm. the things that I'd seen on that show because I'm a farmer and of course I want, want a wife basically mm. so that's, that's the only that's show simple, yeah. that's the only show that I watch religiously yeah. so if you're a single lady listening to this Les is available yeah, and yeah. Make must sure like horses call. and football <laughs> and yeah. like stories yeah, and people ask me, what do I, what do I, what do I like? You know, what do I, what's my preference? And I normally just say, well, breathing would be fine. <laughs> but you know, so that's basically the default position. From that's there, good. from there, it's all leaving you know. your options open. Yeah, yeah, that. All right. Well, you got to head off and record your second-rate podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you're back at uh, Plume this weekend, uh, 4 p.m. kickoff, first grade. Yeah, so the next two weeks will determine the club championships. will determine who will be promoted and who will not be promoted because we play... Big game. United this week, uh, University this week, uni, should I say. And, um, and then we play the second uh, team the week after that, the Bankstown team. So 
obviously this week is important and then the following week. So in two weeks' time, we'll, we'll have a bit of an indication of exactly where we sit in, the, in that. But, of course, this week, you know, if we drop points and whatever, we're going to be in a battle next week. We want to be, we want to be in a position where we are semi-safe next week. But um, The future's in our own hands. Yeah, we we don't have to rely on other results. We yeah. just have to get the job done. And mm. and realistically, I know that people watching and listening, realistically, if we win every f- first grade game from here to the end of the competition, we, we cannot be beaten. So, yeah, that's the, that's the story of the tape. But uh, how it gets done, I mean, we went down to the south coast on the weekend thinking, oh, this is going to be their running, you know, mid to lower lower table. And um, we got down there and the 18s had a draw and the 20s got beat and, you know, it was like, mm. oh, this this is not going to work. And, you know, so anything can happen. Uh, these boys are not just going to stroll past. It's uh, they, they, They've got their work cut out for it. But, of course, they've been led by one of the best footballers that the coast has produced, in my belief, Macca. You know, how he hasn't been picked up 100%. it's a travesty yeah. 100%. if you, if you watch him if you watch him play like i do week in week out the yeah. work off the ball the work that he does for his teammates to be able to you know get them sorted and mm. and and a player that can step up when needed mm. like he can the he, amount of clutch goals he scored this yeah season. and, and yeah. just just play on the weekend you should have seen they were two one up and five minutes to go and they had to hold on well there's there's one man just stood up and just mm. played head and shoulders and took the ball into the corner and just tackled everything that moved. When he and feels like he just goes for a walk through the every, field. Every time we watch McFarlane play, we're like, wow, he's a step above every single yeah, other yeah. player yeah. on the pitch. He is. Yeah. Every I mean, single both, time. And both sides. But so there's, an, you know, there's a typical example, a young boy, young coast boy come through and just couldn't quite get in the right place, the right time with the right person. You, know, you, mm. need, you need all those three things to come together yeah. and um but he's also loving what he's doing down there you know he's leading a group and the people that he's leading is not just the first grade 20s and whatever he's leading all of the youth league you know they all look up to him as the club ca- club captain so i'm sure he's getting offers from elsewhere too i mean i i hope absolutely i would love for him to go and play higher but Obviously, selfishly, I don't want him to leave. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this comp, whether some of them do get poached or whether they they decide, well, we're going to stay because now we've we've mm. done the hard work. We want to move into the next level. So, especially be, if they go up as well. Yeah, yeah, especially if they go up. If they stay where they are, you you could understand that people might move on. Yeah, but if they go up, they'll be interesting to see. But I want to say thanks, guys, um, for having me on. I've um, listened to your podcast. As I said, I religiously listened to the first hour. <laughs> and um, the next two and a half hours, I normally not off. Yeah, but, not uh, a week. We try not to a keep week. it about hour ten. <laughs> but you guys have been uh, been great. I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's you are a fan-based or fan-driven um, podcast, which means you don't really have to... Uh, toe the line of, of any political party or any club or mm. whatever it might be. One of us might have to, and that, <laughs> and that's we'll get on to that later. And that's been refreshing, uh, refreshing uh, yeah, over yeah. the years to be able to listen to you guys and you know and you have an opinion and you say what it is you need to say without have being shut down. So mm. I just want to say from your fans that thanks very much for what you guys do and I hope you keep it up and. 
and uh, hope you branch into some more stuff. I hear maybe that there's some some different bits and pieces coming, and I think it's about time. Be nice to see you guys. We're trying. It's do. a money situation. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean that's the thing. We, we Always thro- comes down to money. Throw it out there. We can, you know, your fans can pitch in. But yeah. you know, it'll be nice to. Um, but I just want to say thanks very much for giving it a crack and staying in there and and providing us with a bit of a bit of a story each week. So. Well, well we've done. Well, thank I you. think we've done half the amount of work of what you've done over the last bloody ten years. So thank you. Mm. Yeah, good and, work. Uh, hopefully it continues. Appreciate okay. it. I think the point needs yep. to be made. We've only done twelve winning podcasts yep. over the last three, four years. Something ridiculous. You'll have that by the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a. We, we haven't streamed a uh, loss yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you for all the work you've done. I really appreciate nice watching coming the, in, Liz. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. The live stream. So thank you. Cheers, okay. Tap. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks, hopefully with a more positive podcast after our FFA Cup win. Look, if we win next week, this all goes 100% the other way. Backflips. Yes. Goes so all into positive. Hopefully Morrow Josh has be able to recovered. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, donate if you can. Don't if you can't. And um, yeah, I'm going to have a baby soon. That's scary. Say yes. <laughs>